many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach. Good morning, y'all. It's great to be back uh, after a long break that um, I took with uh, my family um, and the business as well. Uh, I'm happy to be back and start uh, 2019 with our first um, on-air broadcast. Um, During the last two years that I've been doing uh, the show, I talked about, uh, other than, you know, interviewing many entrepreneurs, many business coaches, people that are in the business of doing business, of getting business, doing business, uh, working business. From time to time, I have shows that I go solo, and today is going to be one of them. Usually, when I come back after kind of a short or long uh, break, I like to have a solo show. It helps me kind of focus. It helps me kind of share with you what I went through during my break, uh, before that, uh, what's the plan for the future, and share some of the stuff that um, I've done during the uh, uh, my break. And this time I'm going to share uh, a book that I read and uh, my thoughts about the book. It's a, I think it's a great business book for every entrepreneur uh, and every person that uh, is in the business world. And I'll talk about it later. I'm also going to talk about um, my previous experiences, uh, mistakes I made. Uh, I always ask people about uh, regrets they have. Uh, when I interview entrepreneurs, I ask them about, um, you know, pluses and minuses they had along the way, uh, regrets they have, mistakes they've done. And I'm going to share uh, my story as well. Uh, it's not just uh, nice to ask other people. It's also, you know, when you have your uh, self experience and self story, always share it. It's always uh, helpful for other people. And I'm going to share a few of, uh, of the things that uh, or mistakes that I've made and, and how I kind of try today uh, to change those and, and not repeat those mistakes. As we say, we learn from our mistakes, unfortunately, not from our successes. But first things first, uh, as I mentioned, uh, it's, a, it's a new year and, um, you know, had a great break, uh, took some time off with my family, my um, our kids and then their spouses came to visit us and uh, we stayed in Banff for a couple of days so they can ski. Well, my wife and I are too old when we immigrated to Canada, we were too old to, to take up skiing. So uh, we enjoy, uh, you know, the hot tub and uh, having coffee and then relax and uh, while our kids ski, but it was a great family time. A lot of discussion. We have a 31, a 27, and a 20, uh, 21 going to 22 uh, kids, and and a lot of discussions about uh, their life and and what they want to achieve and 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 how they're going to uh, push forward in 2019. Um, two of our kids are still in university. One is finishing his uh, uh, master's in journalism, and one she's in uh, business um, bachelor, getting her degree in, in in business. So we had a lot of uh, good family time and. If you look back at some of the uh, programs that uh, I ran solo in, in the past, especially in March and April last year, uh, one of the things I kind of uh, emphasize is balance is, is important, relaxing is important, especially 
uh, after a year that you are in the trenches and every day is a challenge and every day is a battle and every day is uh, you have to tackle with issue tackle issues on the business world personally you need some time off and, and once our kids left my wife and I went to Mexico and we had an amazing time there uh, it took it, it got me the time it gave me the time to, to read it gave me the time to prepare my plan for 2019 uh, my wife's plan we kind of uh, we had a, even a bucket list that we prepared together and it was just a, an amazing t- time to recharge kind of I came back completely uh, motivated and excited about 2019 um, we live in Calgary and Calgary Alberta especially Alberta and especially Calgary, we're going now, this is a, we started our fifth year in recession. So one can, you know, raise their hands and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I cannot compete with this. I came back, uh, recharge and, and really kind of looking forward for the battle, looking forward for making a change in 2019. Um, I also had the opportunity during the break to, um, kind of make a presentation to a, a group of salespeople on the uh, sales plan that uh, my company is working with, sales plan for our sales uh, people. As, as some of you know, or some of you don't, uh, my uh, one of my companies, Barclays Street Real Estate, is a commercial real estate brokerage. And as such, we have salespeople. And we use uh, annual sales plan for, to prepare each person prepares their own plan, and I had a present, uh, the opportunity to present it to uh, another company that is in the wealth management uh, arena, wealth management world, and had to pre- had an opportunity to present it to their salespeople, and it was really kind of rewarding from two aspects. One is the way they accepted it, and second for myself to kind of uh, go back and, and do it. I would say in a fashion that I've never done it before in a big crowd presentation and I had to really kind of prepare, think, prepare the presentation, uh, write myself the most important anecdote I wanted to share with people and the feedback was was just amazing. Um, some of them are still in touch with me and, and send me uh, their kind of uh, sales plan for me to send them back my comments and my uh, ideas. Um, the way I started the presentation, uh, I asked people, and, and as I mentioned, it's all salespeople that work with, with, with people about their wealth, kind of uh, 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 wealth management and, and preserving wealth. And the first, I started the, the, the presentation by going, um, how many of you are willing to walk the extra mile for your clients? Uh, out of 25 people that attended, uh, 25 raised their hands. Um, which I expected, you know, um, when you ask people in public question like this, uh, you know, how are, are you walking, are you willing to walk the extra mile for your clients? Of course, every person that works with clients will raise their hands and say yes. Then I went through the presentations. Uh, by the way, if you want to listen to the uh, two episodes or that I spoke about the sales plan, it's in uh, on March and April of last year of 2018. If you go to voiceamerica.com slash variety and you find my name, David Wallach, you'll find the March and April 2018. You'll, you'll hear the whole uh, presentation on um, the sales plan. We went through the presentation. We kind of... Um, 
got to, you know, worked on the previous year success or, or failure each person had. We worked on the SWOT analysis, uh, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and, and, and threats. Uh, we went, we kind of discussed what their goal is for next year in terms of monitoring, in terms of uh, business success, professional success. So we went through all this. And then I asked them another question. I said, so how many of you are willing to walk the extra mile for yourself? Again, how many of you are willing to walk the extra mile for yourself? What I mean by that, what I meant by that, and what I mean by this is very simple. Um, you, we all kind of say, oh, you know, we'll walk the extra mile for our clients, but sometimes you have to walk the extra mile for yourself. And when I, when I talk about this, I talk about change. I talk about, you know, what you did last year or the year before that brought you success or failure you have to change because things are changing rapidly. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, IT is changing, whether it's uh, politics is changing, whether rules are changing, the world is changing in a faster pace than ever before. So you have to walk the extra mile for yourself. You have to start by walking the extra miles for, mile for yourself and being able to make change, being able to kind of looking in the mirror and say, what I've done so far brought me up to here. But if I want to go and get to the next level of professional success, financial success, family success, I have to change. And that's why we work on the sales plan. The sales plan helps you kind of realize in the, in the last page of it. It's only four pages. The last page it talks about the execution, the execution plan. And, and that's where um, the change comes you look at what you've done previous years, you look at what you've done uh, last year in 2018, and you go, will this get me to where I want to be in 2019? If not, on the execution plan, on the items you have to work on, that's where you kind of um, make the change, and that's where you kind of create con accountability to yourself and to others. Um, the, the, the one thing that is, is very important when you uh, set up your goal. And I hope you all set up your goals for 2019. Um, I did set mine. Um, I'm going to have a, a town hall meeting with uh, everybody at Barker Street Real Estate and I'm going to share uh, my goals for 2019 because it's the company goals. And, and, and as such, um, we, uh, people, I, I want to be accountable. I want to be held accountable. And, and the only way to get to be held accountable is by, you know, sharing it with someone else, having other people kind of say, okay, you said you'll do one, two, three, four, and you've done one. What about two, three, and what about four, and when are you going to achieve them? And, and you know, as, as salespeople, and I'm a salesperson myself, uh, excuses are, we wrote the book of excuses. But this year, um, I, I think that my whole uh, purpose is results rather than excuses. And, and in order to get results, the only way you can get results is by, by you know, executing your, uh, your, your plan, taking action, and taking kind of uh, responsibility on what you wrote on paper. At, at the end of the day, and I, I said it in, the, uh, in last year when I presented the, on, on the radio, the sales plan, at the end of the day, a, a nice, the plan can be the best plan you ever wrote. Uh, 
you know, with experience, you always write a better plan the year. The next year is a better plan than the one before. And as as you progress with years and experience, your your plan is almost a masterpiece. However, it's still a dream if you don't go to the execution plan if it, and, and you don't execute. It will be a dream. It will be something that, you know, will get dust in one of the drawers. And the end of the end result is that uh, nothing has changed, and we have to work on change, especially when you live in a in a city and province uh, that is going through a, such a long recession. However, even in cities and you know states and countries and and, and provinces that that see the, the light at the end of the tunnel and are doing well economically, change is happening around you. And you cannot stay uh, with your plan for from two years ago or last year or, or the year before. So, did you set up your goal? Have you set up your goal? And when you when you did set up your goal, um, have you looked at what you've done in previous years? And have you set a realistic goal? Remember, it's all about being realistic. You know, it's all about being achievable. It's all about being measurable. It's all about uh, uh, you know, there is one phrase that said, you know, if you shoot for the stars, you land on the moon. However, even to shoot for the stars, you have to have a foundation, um, an experience, and a few failures, um, but you, you have to have the right direction. So that is why it's important when you set up your goal that you don't go too high. You go to, because uh, you can get frustrated. It's important that you'll have a goal, you set yourself a goal that uh, you think is achievable, uh, even if you don't achieve it at the end of the day. And, and, you know, things happen. As we say, shit happens during the year. So shit can happen, and, and, and but it, make, a, make your goal such that it, you can measure your road to the, to by direction, your action, you can measure the action, the process you have to do, and you have, and you can measure the goal. Remember to make it achievable. Remember to make it something that is, uh, you know, uh, not too far or not, you know, a dream that you, you dream about it, but there's no way you can reach it because it will frustrate you. Set up the goal. Set up your action plan. Um, those of you who want to have my, uh, you know, feedback, by all means, uh, send it to dvwallock at gmail.com, my email. And I'll be more than happy to send you uh, feedback back like I do to that group that I have uh, uh, presented last uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Uh, and I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy mentoring. I enjoy, I enjoy sharing my experience in doing that and, and, and my uh, accountability in uh, presenting my uh, own uh, program or, or, or plan. So... Um, you know, it's uh, as I mentioned. This uh, is my uh, comeback after a break, and the next two segments I'm going to um, have. One, the first segment I'm going to talk about uh, a book. Um, the book is called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And the last segment, as you you know, I have three segments in my show. The last segment will be uh, about my uh, life experience um, and what I've learned from it. Uh, we have to take our first break. Uh, you know, the radio has to send, uh, this, you know, share with us some of their commercials. Uh, when you go uh, for when we go for a break, uh, you can open a new tab and look at uh, check my company, one of my companies, 
uh, BarclayStreet.com, my real estate uh, commercial brokerage. Again, www.BarclayStreet.com, and I will meet you here on the other side of the commercials. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Um, 
taking we're taking care of business as I mentioned there when uh, at the beginning of the show um, one of the things I've done <coughs> excuse me during my break um, I read a book uh, I read a couple of books but one of them was kind of a business book and the reason I say kind of a business book um, is because it's written in a chronological way from the day like it goes by dates by by years um, it's it's a story and and it's not kind of giving an advice uh, with anecdote uh, you know, that ask you to do this and do that. It's more of the story of how uh, a company was created. And um, the reason I enjoyed it, it's not just a simple writing of the, the author. I was able, as a small entrepreneur compared to Mr. Knight, uh, I was able to kind of identify and, and see the hardship, the issues I deal with. And, and my guess is, that almost every entrepreneur runs through those issues. And I'm going to elaborate in the next uh, segment on, on the book and the parallels I found to my life. And uh, as I mentioned, I think and assume um, that it is correct for many entrepreneurs. So the book is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Uh, Mr. Knight is the founder of Nike, which we all know. Uh, and most of our also wear uh, something of Nike. Uh, and we look at Nike today and we, we think, oh, Michael Jordan and, and other athletes that, uh, you know, I don't want to make any mistakes because they're, they're competitors in different companies. But the one that probably everybody knows is Michael Jordan, but there were many others and there are still many others. So that's what we think about Nike. Um, however, Nike didn't start, you know, with Michael Jordan. That was an add-on later during the uh, long life of uh, of Nike. Uh, it didn't even start as Nike. Um, and Phil Knight, Mr. Knight, uh, he's the author of his of the book Shoe Dog, and he is the uh, main uh, shareholder and, and uh, you know the principal behind Nike. And what I found when I read the book is he tells the story the way it was, the way it happened, you know, day, each day at a time. And, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing that I was reading it and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't kind of put the book down. I tried to end every chapter. When I started a chapter, I couldn't put it down until I ended the chapter. I had to go to the next level. And, and, it's all started, and, and it reminds me of myself, and you, you'll hear later in, this, in the last segment some of the uh, experiences I had in life, and it kind of, you'll, you'll find a resemblance. So it started with him, you know, graduating uh, university and, and working in the industry that he didn't feel passionate about. He didn't feel um, that it's intriguing him. He didn't feel that he wants to be there. So. He, he then had a dream, and and you know sometimes we have we have so many dreams in our life. From being young, and we dream of being famous or an athlete, famous athlete, famous singer, uh, singer, famous actor, whatever it is. Uh, and as we grow, our dreams changes, but we always have dreams, and, and we want to reach those dreams, and we want to reach the le next level of dreams. 
So he, he had a dream and he started pursuing his dream and then the, the persistence, he, he kind of pursued his dream and then um, he talks about every obstacle he had along the way. And um, if you listen to some of the uh, broadcasts I had in the past with other entrepreneurs, um, we all have, you know, road roadblocks. We all have challenges. We all, I don't know a lot of entrepreneurs that started with a lot of money. I know entrepreneurs that started with no money and, and had uh, financial trouble along the way. I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are frustrated because, um, you know, the banker didn't understand what they're trying to do and didn't understand how much they need more money and didn't understand what um, what kind of loan they need to to create or, or improve or grow their business. Um, I know a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that the challenge is competitors, uh, how competitors treat them, how competitors try to, you know, put roadblocks in front of them and, and, and you know, get them out of the way. Um, I know many entrepreneurs, including myself, that spend a lot of sleepless nights uh, thinking about what do I have to do tomorrow to keep the lights on and what do I have tomorrow to keep growing and what do I have to do tomorrow with this person or that person. Um, I can tell you that when, when I uh, bought the company in 2009 at the height of the recession, I didn't sleep much in 2009 and, and half of 2010. Uh, I was, uh, you know, two, three, almost almost every week I had three, two or three nights that I slept two or three hours and that's it. And not that I had a lot of work, but I, the, the mind kept kept racing and, 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 and thinking about how can I solve the issue? How can I move forward? How can I get it to the next level? How can we get out of this situation? And, and Mr. Knight is uh, sharing all this in his book. And, and as an entrepreneur, you can find, uh, you know, it's all in perspective to the size of the company, but you can find those hardships, those challenges, those roadblocks that you had to go and you're going every day and every week and every month as an entrepreneur. Um, he talks about um, his partners, how he chose his partners, how uh, important it was for him and who is a partner and who is not a partner. And you know, sometimes uh, I've seen many, many companies, many entrepreneurs uh, that bring on partners that are, wrong, that are not the right people bring on partners that become a burden rather as and rather as uh, than uh, you know uh, support or rather than someone you can trust so they become a burden not that they they're not trustworthy but they have a different mindset and, and they don't have a mindset of, of uh, entrepreneurship that well, part of it is you know taking risk and uh, risks and, and, and challenging yourself um, so um, it's a very interesting, uh, I would say, uh, process that he went through uh, and were very interesting to see who he brought as a partner and who he left as an employee, even though they stayed with him for 20, 30 years uh, and never became partners. Um, Again, it's it's you, you through the book you get the impression, or you get I would say it's not just impression. I'm looking for the right word. You get strength for yourself that one of the things that 
you know, persistence is part of the day-to-day, uh, I would say, um, job description of an entrepreneur because he had so many obstacles along the way, so many reasons to quit, so many reasons to say, you know what, I'm out of it, I'm, uh, I'll cut my losses or, you know, I can break even and get out and go and work for somewhere else. Uh, he, he was he was a CA uh, or CPA, uh, so he could always find a job with one of the big uh, accounting firms. But again and again and again, you 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 tackle and you read your, through the book his persistence on, you know, not giving up on his dream, not giving up on all those battles with the, with the bankers, with the short of cash, uh, with with the competitors, and and, and you kind of. Um, for me, as an entrepreneur, I felt that the book uh, speaks to me and speaks to uh, all the things, issues, uh, challenges I have to face um, daily, weekly, monthly, annually. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, especially in times like this, that uh, our city is in a four-year recession, getting into the fifth year, um, the book really helped me, um, I would say, build my plan because I was reading the book while I was building my plan for next year and it gave me it gave me a great perspective on the challenges and what I want to achieve and now during reading the book and at the same time doing my my plan for the company for the next year um, it really kind of uh, I don't know if put a mirror in front of me is the right, but it, it, it kind of enlightened me on a few items and, and showed me or gave me confidence to make some decisions um, that uh, I've started implementing. Um, and, and that's why I, I love the book. I love the book because it's it's simplicity. It's, it's It speaks in a very day-to-day, very down-to-earth uh, way on, on how to build a business, how to, uh, you know, get over those challenges, get over those uh, road roadblocks, get over those uh, people that are the naysayers and, and the people that, you know, try to convince you that you're going the wrong direction and, and, and work with the people that you trust and, and, and work with, and have an open mind, have an open mind to listen to the people you trust, to listen to your kind of group of, of, of supporters and, 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 and cheerleaders. And the one thing that I saw a lot of similarity is his decisions, Mr. Knight's decisions, were based on his gut. He listened to everybody. He did what he had to do, went to meetings, uh, met with the bankers, went with his, met with his suppliers, met with uh, partners. But at the end of the day, his decisions were his gut decisions. And I think I've mentioned this at least five, ten, maybe more times during the two years that I'm doing my show uh, about entrepreneurship. We sometimes put roadblocks on our own with the mind is racing and the mind finds every reason not to do something, not to do, not to fire someone, not to hire someone, not to invest uh, in, in IT or, or to invest in IT. So we always have those kind of second, third, fourth thoughts that come to us when we kind of go in a certain direction or we have an idea, or we have a dream.
And 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 Mr. Knight had the same kind of process. He had he had his dream. He has his he had his ideas. He had his direction. And there was always someone that you know either tried to convince him other ways, whether it was family, whether it was his uh, bankers, whether his some some of their his employees. And um, at the end of the day, he got enough information to make a gut-based decision. And as we look at Nike right now, I guess he made some really good decisions uh, along the way. Um, and, and, and that is something that I can resonate with because um, I think that a lot of my decisions are also made by, with, with my gut. And I'm not comparing Barclay Street or Triumph Real Estate to, to Nike. I'm just saying that in every level of entrepreneurship, you have to you run into um, the same issues and you run into kind of uh, the same challenges and you have to deal with it probably in the same way. Um, there's no other way of dealing with this other than the way that Mr. Knight dealt with it and this is pushing forward, pushing forward, every challenge, uh, each challenge at a time. And you know, there's a great phrase that says that success comes in the dictionary just before, only uh, only in the dictionary success comes before hard work or before work. And and what you can see during the book that Mr. Knight really worked very hard, uh, sleepless nights, nights in the office, uh, traveling, leaving his family, young family behind for for a long period of time. Uh, just to make sure that his dream is and his company and his employees and everybody is moving forward and moving forward to towards a greater success and greater success. Um, and some of the other people that uh, along the way he he kind of recruited were, were you know Andre Agassi, um, Bill Walton, I think. So that shows that you know when you have a dream and you want to pursue it, you have every reason in the world to uh, drop the to, to drop it. You have every reason in the world, and, and a lot of people will give you those reasons and will be very happy to be naysayers uh, to abandon this dream and and you know go do something else that won't make you happy. And this is what Mr. Knight did. He, he wanted to be happy. He wanted to be happy in world. Uh, he was doing for life, and you know, we look at uh, CA and CPA, and we say, well, uh, it's a very lucrative job, and you can find job. But he wasn't happy doing that. So, um, for every entrepreneur out there, or people that would want to become entrepreneurs, um, I can tell you, you know, if you read this book, you, you understand. Um, what you are going through or what will, you will go through if you want to, to take this road. But you also understand that there's, you know, if you pursue your dream with persistence, with hard work, with the right partners, with an open mind, and, and you don't let the naysayers be the roadblock to success, you reach success, and and when you reach success, everybody around you reaches success because we all we, we we don't work in a in a in a in a in a compound. I mean, in a in a cell by ourselves. We work with people. We work in an environment. We work with in a society in a community. So when you're successful, 
uh, everybody around you is successful, whether it's your family, whether it's your employees, whether it's your coworkers and your partners. So um, I highly recommend the book, uh, Show, Dog, Show Dog, a memoir by the creator of Nike, uh, written by Phil Knight. And um, you can probably get it anywhere uh, on every in every bookstore or uh, every, uh, I would say, uh, internet company that sells books. Uh, we have to go to our second break. Uh, check my other company, uh, www.triumphref.com. That's T-R-I-U-M-P-H-R-E-F.com. And I will meet you here in about uh, two or three minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You 
You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D I V I Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back with Taking Care of Business, the last segment of today's show. Um, and um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, I'm going to share um, something that um, my experience in, in being an entrepreneur and my experience in life, I would say. And um, it's probably the same question as I, or question I ask a lot of people when I interview them. And it's, uh, as I, as I mentioned, I, during the break that I had with my family and wife, I was able to read and, and write some stuff for myself. And one of the things that we talked about, and I talked earlier about uh, doing your uh, your uh, business plan, sales plan, execution uh, of the plan, all of the above, they come down or I can narrow them down to one thing, and that is self-discipline. And self-discipline is probably, I find for myself, one of the toughest things to do. Um, it's, uh, you know, and, and especially when you're an entrepreneur or a salesperson that works on commission. Uh, self-discipline is, is, you know, to get out of bed in, in minus 12 Celsius or 10, 10 Fahrenheit, um, to drive to the office, to drive to meet people, uh, this is something that you know we not a lot of people like to do, and sometimes we do because we need the money. But as an entrepreneur or a salesperson that works on, on commission, it's how we make our life uh, livelihood. So, um, self discipline is something that I've learned the hard way, um, and and I. It's something that is very tough to to even keep um, for a long time. Because I had, I can share with you two kind of. Uh, life experiences on, on me kind of uh, learning the hard way about self-discipline. So one, it was just about my ego. And, and that was uh, when I was a young kid. But the other one was, um, you know, I learned something very hard about self-discipline that I, I, I lacked off at the time. And did, it did hurt more than just me. It hurt my wife, my three kids, and then myself, my family. Um, so I'm going to share those with you uh, and, and kind of put an emphasis about you want to be an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur, you are, you are you want to make some progress in your life, you want to make progress professionally, you want to bring progress financially, self-discipline is, is probably the most important item um, that you have to keep at all times. And that's why it's very important to be accountable to someone because it helps you keep your own self-discipline. So when I was young, as most of you or some of you know, I was born and raised in Israel. And I lived after my parents got divorced. I lived with my father. Uh, and he was, you know, going to work every day, and I was by myself. My older brother uh, was already out of the house. And, uh, you know... School was not exactly important to me. Uh, I just did what I did to get by and got the you know passing grades and, and moved on. But in Israel, when you finish high school, uh, you go to the army, uh, and that's mandatory. And 
I came there, 18 year old, after high school, graduated high school, got my diploma without with no hard work, um, and Mr. Cocky, and you get to the uh, you get to the army, and I started the Israeli army in the prestigious pilot course. Um, so I was in seventh heaven, you know. I'm going to the pilot course. Uh, I, discipline is not for me. I can do it. Uh, you know, I can you know wing it and 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 that's kind of the way i approached it however the army has a different and unique way of dealing with guys like like i was in 1978 so when you come in the first person you meet is your sergeant and um you know you've seen all the movies but you're still confident enough that, you know, I can take him because usually the sergeant will be uh, in the Israeli army, especially will be a year older than you, uh, sometimes even only six or eight months older than you. Um, but then you get to meet after the whole platoon gets together and gets the gear, you, you, you get to meet your staff sergeant. And that's a different story. Um, when you meet your staff sergeant, your confidence is kind of starts to get a little bit shaky um, and, and you know they have their unique way to deal with people like like as I said I was cocky like like I was and you do a lot of running and you do a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, extracurriculum let's call it in, 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 in nice terms um, until you realize okay uh, if I don't do it the right way, I will keep on doing the extra curriculum, being awake at night, running uh, more than uh, any everybody else with uh, all the gear on my back and doing push-ups and doing sit-ups and, and the whole nine yards. Um, you know, we, we had to do uh, during basic training and then my, my first flights and, 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 and all through this, uh, before I got on, on my first flight, I had to. They had to kind of uh, break my my cockiness in in order for me to be disciplined enough, so I can study, I can do the right things. So when I get the stick of the Piper Super Cav 150, um, <clears throat> I don't risk my own life or the instructor behind me. Um, so, you know, as this as my staff sergeant became my our, my god. Um, meaning when he said jump, we ju I just jumped. I didn't even ask how high. Uh, or he said drop to the ground. I hit the ground before he even uh, ended his sentence. So the, this discipline was instilled in, in me and in us. So it's, I wasn't the only one. Uh, we all, most of us came very cocky there. But this discipline was instilled with us uh, through those sleepless nights and, and, and you know exercises and drills until we kind of, became a self-disciplined platoon, meaning we started helping each other in the morning. We started helping each other during uh, runs. We have started helping each other during um, the long uh, uh, walks that we had with stretchers, without stretchers. Uh, and, and you become a unit by that growing self-discipline and not just discipline that is kind of command from the top down. Uh, after a few, after six months, um, I decided that I don't want to be a navigator, um, and um, I kind of uh, decided to move to infantry. And funny enough, within a few months after I joined the infantry, I became a, a staff sergeant myself um, because I was 
the most disciplined guy at that time. Coming from the pilot course, I was the most disciplined guys in my new platoon in the infantry. And I became a staff sergeant, uh, radio communication staff sergeant in a, in a uh, uh, infantry brigade. Um, and, you know, my job was now as a staff sergeant to make sure that soldiers know what they have to do. Soldiers know their job. Soldiers are, are, are the equipment is all working, and 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 I had to lead people. And you have heard it from me many times. Um, I've learned one thing during this process is lead by example. Don't ask others to do what you're not willing to do. And the other thing I've learned is there are no shortcuts. I was looking for shortcuts, and when I joined, I was like, I can do it. I know what to do. There are no shortcuts, and we have a phrase in the army that says shortcuts Shortcuts are written in blood. So stay disciplined, follow the road, don't try to cut corners, it's not going to end nicely. And that was lesson number one. Life goes on, and as I said earlier, self-discipline is one of the toughest things to keep and maintain for during your life. And my second uh, experience was already in the business world. So um, I started uh, my own insurance brokerage in 1990, April 1990. By uh, end of 93, I knew I don't like the industry. I don't like the uh, insurance brokerage. And I went out. I went out of the insurance brokerage. I went out of the insurance industry. And how can I get out uh, faster, as fast as I can? So... What happened is um, in 94, begin, middle, middle of or beginning of 94, uh, I sold my um, I sold my portfolio, uh, and I had a very good portfolio. It sold in 48 hours. I had three offers in 48 hours to sell my portfolio of uh, insurance clients, and 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 I did. Um, However, I had uh, handcuffs. I had handcuffs to uh, stay for a year uh, with the uh, broker that bought my uh, portfolio, my file. And man, that was torture. That was torture. First of all, I wanted out of the business. Second, from the broker. Second, I wanted out from the insurance industry. And third, now I have a new staff sergeant or, or, or captain telling me what to do even though my dream is to own my own company and I did own my own brokerage and I was, you know, Mr. Big Shot, I, I was my own boss. And now I have all of those things that I don't want kind of leading me for the next 12 months. And what happened is that that kind of threw me off my own discipline and my own self-discipline. Um, during the 12 months that I was working with, uh, as I mentioned, under the uh, handcuffs after selling my portfolio, one of our friends, he was also our neighbor, uh, he came, uh, he was let go from his job and he came to me and said, um, would you like to be my partner? Uh, and I said, uh, what do you have in mind? And he goes, I'm looking for a new business. I said, sure, whatever you find, let me know and I'll join you because I went out of the insurance industry. Um, I wasn't involved at all at uh, doing due diligence. I wasn't involved at all in searching for the business. I wasn't involved at all in doing financial analysis. I just wanted out. I just wanted out as short. I was looking for the, sh the newest shortcut I could find. I could. I was kind of 
frustrated. At the end of the day, he found a business um, that is cleaning uh, supplies and, and manufacturing, which both of us had no clue, never done it, never had any experience in it. But we, but the comment was, oh, those guys that are selling, we can do it better than them because we're smarter than them, we're more educated than them, and we can do it better. Make a long story short, I said, sure, I'm in, let's jump on it, let's go and do it. Um, as I mentioned, no due diligence by myself, whether financially or other, uh, nothing to do with knowledge about you know learning the industry I'm going into. I just wanted out. I just wanted a short, the fastest shortcut I could find. Uh, and um, within a couple of months, uh, we closed the deal. And uh, the rest was that uh, we kind of uh, lost almost everything. Uh, we made every mistake possible. We had no clue what we were doing. And I lost a lot of money. We didn't go bankrupt, uh, but I lost a lot of money. And it did hurt my family and myself and then my uh, self-esteem at the time. And my, my kids, my oldest, still remembers that. He had to go through it. Fast forward to today, um, my uh, real estate company, Triumph Real Estate Fund, due diligence is one of the foundations of, of the fund. There isn't a building that we buy that I don't walk the building. I don't talk. I talk with every tenant that is there. I talk. I go on the roof. I have a team of experts in every market, whether it's a building inspector, whether it's an environment guy, whether it's the leasing agent, the property management. We dissect every property that we want to buy before we make the final decision. And then before we make the final decision, I have a board of professionals that they have to approve my presentation why to buy the building. And that is based on a long financial analysis, uh, physical checks, uh, product, product uh, pro sorry, producing uh, uh, reports, Due diligence is part of my life right now. Again, my point is here, discipline. And my point is self-discipline. Self-discipline is the foundation for everything we talked about in terms of goals, execution, success, hard work. It, it ain't come easy. It's something that you struggle every day because we all like to give ourselves shortcuts. But this is what I'm going to leave with you today. Self-discipline, self-discipline, self-discipline will lead you to success. Um, we're getting to the end of today's show. It was a pleasure. I'm happy to be back. We have a lineup of good guests coming in the next three months. And I'm looking forward to kind of hear from you. Email me, dvwalak at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-H at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, Aaron, my uh, engineer that is so dedicated to my early morning shows, and to Sasha and Winston, are my um, producer and uh, assistant producer. And I'll be here next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Your host, David Wallach. Thank you for listening to Taking Care of Business. Please join David Wallach again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, make your week as great as you want it.